Welcome back, everybody, and of course, welcome to another very special episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X and with my hey, brother boy, from ish. another mother. You gonna finish that off? You're not gonna finish that off for me? Nope, nope. You cut me off, and then you're not gonna finish it. You gonna? Yeah, that's right. You're horrible. You're horrible. Anyways, <laughs> if you are new to the show, of course, if you have been joining us since day one, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. Like I said, if you are on Facebook, please go ahead and, and press that like button on our Facebook page. And if you are on YouTube, please make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button on our YouTube page. And please make sure you hit that notification bell for shows in the future like this one. Ding. Thank you for that ish. Yeah. And if you are on Twitter, we are, of course, now streaming on Periscope on our Twitter page at X Talking Ish. So please go ahead and follow our twitter page as well well if y'all joined us for our monday night football show last night y'all would have tuned in and we would have of course um we, we of course talked about what the cowboys should do to finish this game ish and they did just that they were able to do that and shout out to them because We, we we let's be real ish there's people out here that are still skeptical of the cowboys there's people that that feel like hey they played well against tampa but they came up short right they won last week they won yesterday and i think last night beating a divisional foe at home the way you did not not even just about winning by 20 points it's about the way that you did and, and you finished it out in the second half I think if you're not a believer right now, I don't know what else more Dallas has to do to prove to everyone just early in the season that Dallas is for real. Schedule gets a little tougher moving forward, but for the most part, they're doing what good teams do. And we talk about this all the time, Ish. You take care of your business. And they were able to do that. They made Jalen Hurts not want to be back in Texas. Again, I mean, it just it was it wasn't it wasn't good, and the Cowboys overall, besides the offense, which gets talked about a lot, ish the defense, the defense looked really really good. What was your thoughts on that second half of that Monday Night Football game? Um, I mean, they did, came out and they did exactly what I expected them to do. They came out, they tightened up shop, and they finished it off. Um, they didn't give Philly a chance back in, to get back into the game. Uh, so they did exactly what we said they needed to do going into the second half. And uh, honestly, if you're still a doubter of the Cowboys, I can understand if you're still somewhat a doubter of whether or not they can compete for the NFC. Um, but after the game last night, there should be no question that the Cowboys are by far the front runner in the NFC East. Like there isn't another team right now that you can say even has a shot at giving them a challenge for that NFC East. It is their division to lose um and i mean i just don't see it i don't see it um uh, 
Philly isn't showing anything that makes you excited. Uh, Washington is still trying to figure some things out. Um, the quarterback situation is going to be, uh, I mean, it's going to be a, a confusing situation pretty much for the rest of the year. And then let's not even speak about the New York Giants who are currently sitting at 0-3. So Dallas just needs to continue to improve, continue to get better, continue to strengthen um, the things that they are good at and um, get more experience for some of these guys on the defensive side. Michael Parsons had a good game last night. Um, I expect him to just continue to get better week in and week out. And, yeah, I think that they're going to go ahead and, uh, like I predicted at the beginning of the season, you know, finish strong, be, uh, win the NFC East, and then it's all about what can you do in the playoffs because I think that that's been the story and the narrative for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we know you can win the NFC East and you can make it to the playoffs, but then what do you do when you get there? And that's the monkey they're trying to get off their back at this point um, is just like being able to actually get in the playoffs and put together a solid run. Now with the Cowboys – standards for football organizations around the NFL are different for every year, right? Because of your historic past or the lack of past that you have, right? Dallas Cowboys has a very rich tradition of winning championships. Even though it has been a, been a long time ago, they still are a organization that pushes the needle when it comes to Whenever the Cowboys are great, it's great for the NFL. And when they do good, do well, the, the NFL does well. And what I mean by that is I'm watching last night. I'm watching the last episode of Hard Knocks with Dallas Cowboys. It's preseason. It took me a minute to finish up. I was busy. But I, I finally finished it up. And watching Jerry Jones talk about, talk about Dak, just talk about his relationship and how he's how he looks at Dak as a individual, right? It just surprised me because a lot of people have this narrative, I think, about Jerry Jones, about how he just, you know, he just this old white guy that just, you know, got a lot of money and don't care about people. But I think he sees a lot in Dak in a way of he feels like Dak can finally get them to the promised land. And I and I think as well, it can happen. But the unfortunate narrative for the Dallas Cowboy, at least the last 15, at least the last 10 to 15 years is whatever unfortunately can happen will happen and it will mess up the Cowboy season. But like you said, Ish, getting the monkey off their back, that could start a whole new wave of excellence for them moving forward because I think – I'm sorry, I'm not, even going, I don't think, I know Dak is their guy for the next 10 more years. Dak, Dak is the Dallas Cowboys. The question is, is will everybody else continue to be as great as Dak moving forward to give them an opportunity to win a Super Bowl? Because they have it on the offensive side of the ball. You have Dak, you have Zeke, Cooper, CeeDee Lamb's going to come along. The defensive side of the ball is is there too now. I'm talking about I'm talking about leaders. I'm not even talking about just great players. I'm talking about the leaders of that defensive side of the ball. I'm talking about Demarcus Lawrence. Talking about Michael Parsons. That's a rookie. He's going. He's a, he's a leader. The uh, Vander Esch. He's a leader. Dig sooner or later he will become a leader as well too. And that team sooner or later it's going to click. 
and could it be this year? I just don't know because the NFC is just so tough that I just don't know it'd be this year. But maybe next year. Maybe this. Maybe you add another couple more pieces in the draft. They draft really, really well. Maybe add a couple more pieces next year, and maybe we can start seeing the Dallas Cowboys get back to the old Dallas Cowboys. Oh, maybe so. Uh, time will tell. They've got they've got pieces, but definitely they're going to have to start making their move sooner rather than later, uh, especially with some of the injuries that Dak Prescott has picked up. Um, like you said, is very competitive on the NFC um, on the NFC side of things, and not to mention that there are teams that are up and coming that are starting to show some things. I mean, we're going to talk about them in a little bit. The Los Angeles Rams, that's not an easy team to get by. You got Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals doing wonderful things this year and finally looking like they're hitting their stride. Uh, So definitely the NFC is not going to be an easy cakewalk, but can the Cowboys get up there in that conversation and be more consistently in that conversation is kind of what we have yet to see. And that's what's going to be yet to remain to be seen-ish, and it's going to be very interesting. And, of course, we are in week three at the moment, so we are here, of course, to recap week three. We started off, of course, with Monday Night Football. We will jump right into-ish. Go ahead and start this one off, the game of the week. We'll go. We'll, both of us will give our opinions of the game of the week for week three, and Ish, I want you to go ahead and start it off. The game of the week for me, um, it just had to be. I know there are, there are some other games that people will pick, but uh, I'm going to be a slight homer here. And the game of the week for me was Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I mean, it was a really good game. Uh, hard fought, came down to the last possession. Who thought in the last possession that um, the Chiefs would go three and out, give the ball back to uh, – my boy, Justin Herbert, and Herbert would actually take the ball down the field and help his team win that game. Um, I know a lot of people didn't see the Chargers going into Kansas City and winning that game, but I definitely called it. And, man, the turnovers early, I don't think even I expected three turnovers in the first three possessions. Uh, So that was definitely something to be seen. Uh, But, hey, some people may say this is the changing of the guard in the AFC West. Some people may say the Chargers are finally here to compete, uh, finally here to take over that crown in the AFC West and give Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, a run for their money. I I don't necessarily think that that's what it's a sign of, but I definitely think that the Chargers are closer to – um where we've been i guess projecting them to be than a lot of people thought um going into the season so with that being said ish at the moment the kansas City chiefs are on the bottom looking up to everybody in the afc west is that something that we'll see at the end of the season no no not not at all um that won't be something you'll see at the end of the season it's still early in the season uh the chiefs have shown enough that they are still the team that everybody expected them to be it's just the defense has been a lot worse than everybody thought that it was going to be um and they're still getting into they're still rounding into form there have been some injuries you missing frank clark you missing um harris um 
you know, Tyron Matthew came back and he made an impact. And uh, honestly, that game was there for them to win. Like I said, those three uh, turnovers in the first three possessions really came back to haunt them um, at the end of the day. Uh, but this is still the team that everybody thought it was. They're going to find a way to win. It's really hard to stop Patrick Mahomes in that offense um, the way that the Chargers did. I mean, every team wishes for a start that that defense had. So uh, if you can do that, sure, yeah, you'll beat this Kansas City team. Um, but how often does that happen to this Kansas City team? I don't see it happening very often. So um, we're the, the jury's still out on that defense. But for sure, the jury is still out on that defense. Um, but I expect them to right the ship and be right back up, you know, competing for the AFC West again. Like we both talk about all the time, it's very early. Usually good teams usually start getting – or, sorry, start reaching their upward trend around week 12, 13, 14. And those good teams, if they are as good as we think they are, they'll start that upward trajectory going into the postseason. If they're not, time will tell and – We'll see what happens real, 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 real quickly. All right, it's for mine, game of the week. It's, I think it's completely honestly, easily, easily to pick the Ravens and the Lions because of the beautiful game-winning 66-yarder from Justin Tucker, right? For I sure. think it's, I think that has Too to. Too obvious. It's easy. It's, I mean, you, you got to. It's easy. Yeah. But for me... I got to go with the Buccaneers and the Rams because we talked about this. We talked about this on our pregame show when it comes to the L.A. Rams showing everybody that they are for real. And they did that. They did that at home in front of Bron Bron, in front of Dr. Dre, in front of the celebrities out in L.A. Instead of instead of going to Staples Center, instead of going to a Dodgers game, everybody in everybody in that new SoFi Stadium-ish. You know, that, is something, coming, that is I'm something listening. to highlight because that I'm was listening. a lot of the questions going into uh, when when the Rams were moving from Seattle out to L.A. A lot of the complaints that I heard from people were, oh, you know, it's L.A. They've never really backed their football teams before. There's always been an issue of like whether or not they're going to have that home field advantage. Same with because, the Chargers. I mean, same with the Chargers, same mm-hmm. with the, uh, the Raiders now in, in Vegas. Um, people have always been like, ah, well, I don't think that you're going to have people come out. Well, to see the support that they had in this big game against the Buccaneers, when you're talking about the stars coming out and, you know, supporting and showing like, hey, you know, L.A. is behind this team. That is something that, you know, you have got to actually take notice of, because if the Rams can get that kind of support, you know, week in and week out, um, you know, this stadium could end up becoming a true fortress Ish. for them. You want to know why they can get that support? It's because they're winning. Yeah, winning sure, solves sure. everything. Oh, winning yeah. solves a lot. And when you're in a city like L.A., New York, Miami, and you have a lot to do and you're not winning unless you're the New York Knicks, you're always going to sell out <laughs> no matter you know what your record is. If you're not sexy when it comes to winning, there's other things to do, especially in LA. I can go to the beach, I can go to the dispensary. I'm not gonna go to I'm not gonna spend my money on a team that's losing, right? That's pretty much what it is. And with the LA Rams, what they show just in three weeks, season is very early, that they are the best team in the NFL. That's just my opinion. And with that being said, I have to look at the Rams a lot differently. The way that they took care of business at home, 
playing against the defending champs again as we talked about this on a pre on the pregame show how you have to take care of your business here at home to let everybody know hey we are for real we want to be taken seriously as a super bowl contender and who knows maybe the road might travel through la instead of tampa going to the super bowl so that's something to have to look for look look in the future as well too who knows maybe these teams might have the same record and at the moment the rams of course have that tiebreaker so that's something to have to look down the line as well too but for the moment matt stafford is the mvp and from my opinion i feel like the rams are the best team in the nfl and with that being said that's our segue for the next topic ish and everybody that's tuning in at the moment and with that we'll tune in later are the rams the best team in the nfl ish um i don't know about that i i don't know i don't know if i'm willing to say that just right now um i think that there are some other three and oh teams that may have a say at that um i'm looking in particular at the Las Vegas Raiders as a team that may have a say about that. Um, you know, uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals right there in the Rams' very own division, in NFC West, they may have a say about that. They went on the road and beat a really tough Tennessee team who's now, um, you know, sitting at the top of the AFC South. And they may be saying to everyone like, hey, man, you know, we went out there. We got some good wins under our belt. Um, so uh, it's still early. Um they're definitely in the conversation. They're top two um, as far as teams out there right now. I just don't know if I want to go all the way out and just call them the best team right now because they beat Tampa Bay. Well, I understand how you're feeling. The only reason why I'm going to put them as the best team in the NFL is because it's not even just about the defense clicking, which they've done in the last three to four years, Aaron Donald, of course, leading the charge, and Jalen Ramsey now, of course, adding along to that defense. But watching Sean McVay run down that sideline like a boy on Christmas Day to see his new toy, Mr. Matthew Stafford, do be able to do everything that he imagined his new toy would be able to do in this video game that he has is called video, uh, football, right? Ish. That to me, I think if everything goes right according to plan, stays healthy, you know, um, just nothing weird happens, COVID, just whatever happens, right? If everything goes according to plan, why not one that they meet up again, the Bucks and the Rams in the NFC Conference Championship game? But why not that they? Why not them having a chance in the Super Bowl? Is that so mind blowing to people, especially when they were able to go to the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago with Jared Goff? And we obviously are seeing at the moment that Matt Stafford is an upgrade to Jared Goff. So in the defense right now might be better than the defense that they had when they went to the Super Bowl. So again, why not them having a chance to make it to the Super Bowl? That's why I'm stamping them at the moment. After week three, the best team in the NFL. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic. This is a big one because uh, we go from talking very highly about football games to uh, 
going to an utter stop and saying, see what happened was, and uh, this is our topic where, of course, if you watch our pregame show and you see our picks, we make our picks, and sometimes we get them wrong. And Sunday, well, see what happened was, it didn't go the way that we expected them to go. And Ish, you want me to start this one off, or? Uh yeah, go ahead wanna... and start this one off, man. I like to, I like to hear what you, what, what you're gonna. Okay. What wrong you want to write? What wrong I want to write? Okay, usually, uh, I don't want to write wrong anyone, I man. But today we gonna do that. And Ish, we talked about this in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Technically, I have two. I, I can give y'all two. Uh, I think I'm going to give y'all two because uh, I'm very disappointed in both teams. Um, because I expected better. I expected more from both of these franchises, these historic franchises, Super Bowl winning franchises, franchises that have pride, dignity, and they did not show that on Sunday. They they <laughs> look they one has an old aging quarterback that might not need to be on the field anymore, and one has a rookie that. Might not be what you thought. Again, just three weeks in the season. He needs more reps under his belt. But after three weeks, Saints and the Patriots, that game, and also the Bengals and the Steelers for me is my are my see what happened was was games. And we'll start off with the Saints and the Patriots. I expected James to get back on track and to play well. What I was not expecting to watch and see is Jameis play a little like he did against Carolina, but actually get the, as they call in basketball, the shooter's bounce, where he throws up something crazy and he actually get a touchdown for it. And with that being said, the Saints took care of business in Foxborough and got to Mac Jones very, uh, Mac Jones very early, and and it just looked like. The Patriots were just not in tune on both sides of the ball. James was able to do whatever he wanted to do. And it I ish. Next week. I'm sorry. This I'm sorry, this upcoming week, Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If y'all haven't heard by now, there's a guy that's coming there. Plays for Tampa Bay. He used oh to play gosh. for he used to play for the Patriots for twenty years. Mm. It's about to be rocking and rolling in Foxborough-ish. Week four, Tom Brady makes his return back to New England Patriots. And guess what? The best thing about this, like we talked about in the last topic, they lost to the L.A. Rams. And the Patriots just lost as well, too. So you know damn well-ish. We about to get our best Bill Belichick. We about to get our best Tom Brady. And it's about to be on like Donkey Kong. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to move on to this next. See what happened was. Bengals and Steelers. Ish. I think this season might be over before you started for the Steelers. Because at the, mo- <laughs> at the moment, at the moment, when Najee Harris is your leading receiver, there's a problem. There is a problem there. When Ben Roethlisberger is sacking himself because he's falling down and nobody's touching him. It's a problem. When Big Ben looks just looks like he, he looks just, just doesn't want to be bad. there or needs to be there, it's 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 not a good look. So for the Steelers, 
Losing to the Bengals, I'm sorry, losing to the Browns is one thing. Losing to the vet, to the to the Raider, I mean sorry, to the Ravens, understandable. But losing to the Bengals, not just this season, but also this is now back to back losses because they also lost last season as well to the Bengals. Um, there might need to be a little bit of panic in Pittsburgh ish. And with that being said, I'm very worried because this upcoming week as well, week four, they have a very tough matchup, and we have to see if they are for real. Because if they drop their week four matchup, I don't know if we can maybe count on them even getting a wild card spot. So it'll be very interesting to see what the Pittsburgh Steelers have for us moving forward in the NFL season. It's who you got for us, see what happened with us. Mine uh, for sure had to be the dang Seattle Seahawks and the Minnesota Vikings. I thought so. Um, Because see what had happened was uh, I thought that the Seahawks were the Seahawks that actually wanted to compete for the NFC West. I didn't realize it was uh, I was picking the Seahawks who wanted to be dead last in the NFC West uh, because that was just a horrendous performance from the Seattle Seahawks. you didn't score any points in the second half. You 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 score seventeen points in the first. You know you you only down by uh, four points going into half to, um going into halftime. You thinking like okay, Russell Wilson and the, the Seattle Seahawks team gonna come out in the second half, and you know they're gonna turn it around a little bit and you know take control of this game and went and pull it out because that's what you expect from a team that's in the NFC West, especially a team that's supposed to be competing for the NFC West and potentially be in that conversation of, you know, making some noise in the NFC playoffs. And it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. Minnesota comes out, scores nine points in the second half. Seattle again scores no points in the second half. And you're sitting there looking at this Seattle team now. You lost to a Minnesota Vikings team that really should have been, they should have been 0-3. You should not, there was no reason you should have went and lost this game. There's no reason you should have went into Minnesota and lost this game. And just to have that happen, um, I I mean, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. Um, It was bad. I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings fans, uh, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, uh, Barr, whoever else on the team. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. It's all good. Like I said in the pre-show, the Vikings were due for a win, and they, they, they battled hard. They battled hard in those two losses that they had, and I just felt like, honestly, I mean, they just couldn't go 0-3. If they went 0-3 – it would be very just devastating to the team. And it, one and two looks a lot better than a one and three. I'll say that. And oh, I, sure. I definitely just want to look out, keep looking out for the Vikings moving forward. I, I mean, Kirk Cousins, I know we give him a lot, of, a lot of slack on this show, but he's balling right now at the moment. He went 30 for 38, 323 yards, passing three touchdowns. I mean, mm-hmm. no picks, no turnovers. Didn't, didn't lose the game. Um I mean, that's again. If if Kirk can keep doing that, I, he's another guy we talk about when it comes to just like the Cowboys. It's not about what you do in the regular season, what you do in the postseason. First of all, Kirk, you got to get in the postseason, right? After that, we got to see what you do in the postseason if you can uh, take that next step. Ish, I want to throw this out. This is a this is a uh, bonus topic. 
mm-hmm. at the moment we have three teams that are bot they're in the uh, last place in their division. I'm gonna go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs, and also the Seattle Seahawks. Which one of those teams have the best opportunity to still win their division, even though that they're last in their division at the moment? The Kansas City Chiefs, by far the Kansas City Chiefs, because the you still got. Um, Although you got Denver and the Raiders sitting up top, you still got to wait and see uh, from those two teams. Denver has played pretty much the weakest schedule in the first three weeks. Um, The Raiders, uh, they've needed overtime in two of those games to win. Uh, Some would say that they really should have lost that Ravens game, but uh, somehow found a way to win it two times probably. Um, And you got the Chargers there, but you really think Kansas City – if they play up to their potential, they should be able to get back. Uh, for Pittsburgh, I just don't see a way back after losing to the Bengals. Um, Cleveland looks too strong. Baltimore is definitely playing top notch at the moment. Russell Wilson, I mean not Russell Wilson, uh, Lamar Jackson, man, Lamar Jackson is—he's uh, out actually out here doing some big things, doing playing a lot better than we anticipated. He's playing the way that we've asked him to play for a long time now, uh, making the right throws, which, wow, who thought we would ever say that? Um, I just don't see Pittsburgh getting back into it. Ben Roethlisberger looks nothing like Ben Roethlisberger that you uh, have come to know in the NFL. So for them, it's a long road. That offensive line is horrendous. They can't run the ball to save their lives. And then for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, you play in the division with San Francisco, Arizona, and the Rams, who you have already come on the show and named as the best team currently in the NFL. There's no way I see Seattle coming back through. That defense, they've taken too many hits. Um, In free agency, they took hits. And now, I mean, just in the way that they've played – Yeah, it just doesn't look like it's so sad to see them be um, so far away from what we knew came to know and love as far as the Legion of Boom and, um, you know, really establishing that like hard nosed defense secondary in Seattle and seeing where it is now is just like, wow, night and day difference Um, It's sad to watch. Russell Wilson has been balling out, but I think that defense is just not going to help him enough to even uh, at this point, we might even need to start talking about them not making the playoffs. Could be, but it's very early still. We're not going to throw out some teams just yet at the moment. So let's pump our brakes as Aaron Rodgers was saying. Let's relax. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Let's relax. All right, let's talk about a couple games before we get back into our topics. Let's start off with this game. I thought this game was very interesting. We talked about this in the pregame show. It pretty much kind of went as planned as we thought it would go, and that's not fortunate at all. And the worst thing, honestly, about this game is, is what happened after the game when it comes to Matt Nagy and what he has discussed apparently with the media of what's going to happen with QB1 position in this upcoming week. Apparently, all three quarterbacks, Nick Foles, Justin Fields, and also, uh, Jesus, I forgot his quarterback. Andy Dalton. Thank thank you. Andy Dalton are apparently up to be the starter for this upcoming week-ish. I listened to a lot of people's reactions on Monday morning. 
about what happened with Justin Fields. I'm not about I'm not going to repeat word for word about what everybody said. At the end of the day, they were right. More importantly, I was wrong. I was wrong about Matt Nagy. I thought he was gonna be able to make it through the season. His ass might be fired by Monday morning. I'm telling oh, you this he's right now. Go. I'm t- look, Ish, I'm he's telling you this right go. now. I'm Ish, happy you said it. Ish, go. I'm telling you this right now. I said on this show from the beginning, before the season started, they need to play him week four against the Lions. Of course, things happen. Andy Dalton gets hurt. You have to play week three. Unfortunately, against the Browns. And Andy Dalton, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, Justin Fields finds out the hard way that the NFL is a little bit faster than he thought it was in the preseason. Okay, now let's just let's move on forward from that because I think Justin Fields is going to learn. We're not going to make silly quotes like that anymore in the NFL, right? Okay, so moving forward, the game itself was disrespectful to watch because of the offense, the offensive coordinator, the head coach, and also I'm going to put a little bit of blame, yes, on Justin Fields as well for not protecting yourself. You go out and with five man uh, five man front on offensive line, and you don't have anybody to help with just Jason Peters on the left hand side, with anybody on maybe on the right hand side to help chip block because you have Jadavian Clowney on one side, you have Miles Garrett on the other side. Y'all you're not changing anything up to help this young man succeed. If you're watching Monday Night Football with Jalen Hurts, you at least see the Eagles are trying to get him in. Play action bootlegs, quick dump down pass to the tight end. Do some of those little things to help uh, Justin Fields, and that was not established in that game. And with and with that being said, I hope, and I, again, I said this on the show, I just hope they don't throw him out there to the wolves and he is messed up before we can even get a chance to see how great Justin Fields can be. Oh, no, he, no, no. He might think- be in the booth bef- like RG3. In the next two or three years, if Chicago uh, Bears do it. I, nah, I don't think so. Nah, I think Matt Nagy is gone way before that. I got you, but let me finish this, though. Let me finish this, though. Mon- Sunday, Sunday, they play the Detroit Lions. Ish, I'm calling it right now. The Detroit Lions are going to win this game. I agree. And Matt Nagy will be fired on Monday morning. I agree. I'm calling it right now. Because, again, people think, oh, it's just the Detroit Lions. The Bears should win that game. No, no, no. If you watch Detroit Lions, they play really, really hard. And we're going to talk about them very shortly as well. Detroit Lions play very hard, and they should have won that game on Sunday. But, again, we'll get to that game very shortly. The Lions are going to win that game. They're going to not shock people. I don't think they're going to shock anybody. But it's going to be an upset for the Bears, and Matt Nagy will be, getting, will be handed his pink slips, and he will be gone in Chicago. Oh, most definitely. He needs to go. Uh, he should be gone after this week. You had a whole week to game plan with your – um, the rookie quarterback that you drafted and ish, ish. I'm that, sorry to cut you off. Ish, you had since the day that you drafted him to, to make rookie um, to, to make game plans for your rookie, not just the well, week. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you should have been I'm making schemes and setting things up. You should have been did that. But That's what, what you get paid is, for. I mean, you still had the idea that Andy Dalton was going to be the starter, right? So you didn't really necessarily have the game plan. Fair enough, but you had a whole week after you knew that Andy Dalton wasn't going to be playing. Um, to set a game plan, especially against this uh, Cleveland Browns front that before in the preview show, I said, I expect them to get a lot of pressure on him. I expect them to come after him. And sure enough, I mean, it was disrespectful. Nine the sacks way that overall. they came in and just hounded him the entire time. 
It and looked like grown man playing against a little, a little boy. If, seriously. And I don't feel like Matt Nagy did anything to help Justin Fields. At one point, I was looking at the stats from the game, and I was confused. I was um, – I was – I was I wasn't sure if my phone was broken to be honest because I was looking at the stats and I think at the end of the first half he only threw like six yes. times. Yes. Yes. I, I was like <laughs> he only threw six times and I think at one point the passing yards they had negative passing yards. Yes, he finished the game with a net overall one total passing yard, sixty nine passing yards, eighty sixty eight total yards and sacks. Yes. So and, um yeah. I'm confu- I was very confused at what was going on, uh who was calling plays, what the game plan was. And to be honest, at this point, Matt Nagy has shown that he is not the guy for the job. Y'all need to go ahead, get rid of him, bring somebody in that's offensive minded, that's gonna help Justin Fields. Um, let me just be cliche and recycle the same old name. But I would love to see a Justin Fields, Eric Bieniemy uh, team up. I, I think I'd love to see it. Um, it'd be pretty cool to see somebody like Eric Bieniemy team up with the Justin Fields and see what they could do together. Because at this point, you need to get somebody in there that's going to help and um, foster this quarterback that you guys have decided to go out and draft in the first round. But yeah, man, this game was uh, man. It was disrespectful to watch. It was Atrocious. so bad. It was man. All right, let's go ahead and move along to a game with a team that actually knows how to develop quarterbacks, and that's the Packers on the 49ers. I'm talking about the 49ers, not the Packers. But anyways, let's talk about this very briefly before he finishes up for the night. Packers and 49ers game. Another great Sunday night football classic. Another great classic game of Aaron Rodgers doing what Aaron Rodgers does. I'm going to go ahead and say, hey, I'm the idiot that didn't, Apparently believe in A-Rod this game, just due to his track record against the 49ers. But I'm okay with being wrong because Aaron Rodgers is, has shown us again, once once sorry, once again, that he is still that dude. And for the people that's out here hating on him and, and not thinking that he can still do what he wants to do out here in this NFL, he proved us wrong again in week three. So with that being said, Ish, how you feel about this game? Um, You know, it went exactly as I thought. It was going to be a close, hard-fought game. Uh, but I just knew that Aaron Rodgers being the bad man that he is and the Green Bay Packers coming off that uh, win last week, that they were going to find a way to win this game. And they sure enough proved me right, and they found a way to win this game. Uh, the only thing that I really might take from this game and what I come out like really questioning and looking at, um, how long is Jimmy G safe? How long? I mean – it wasn't a bad game. It wasn't a bad loss per se, um, but it was enough to be a loss in your first game playing back at home in San Francisco um, against a you know some a team that people assume is going to be in the playoffs fighting for the NFC Championship. So uh, it, it's definitely a statement. And especially when you had the Rams earlier in the day make a statement against Tampa Bay, you you definitely want to follow up on that, right? In your division, you want to set the tone as well and come out and beat a team like Green Bay and to lose. Um, the optics just don't look good for Jimmy G. And I'm hearing already that they're rumbling in the fan base that they want to see Trey Lance and they want to see him now. Um how long, really? That's the question. How long is Jimmy G safe? Uh, how many more weeks is he going to be able to make it 
before it turns into a quote unquote quarterback battle. And then it completely just turns over to Trey Lance. Very good question ish. I mean, um, I personally don't think he's ready. That's just my opinion. Um, I understand everybody's fascination with throwing rookie quarterbacks out there and trying to get them quote unquote reps and trying to get them up to speed. But of course we keep on forgetting, Hey, some of the best quarterbacks have had to sit before. It's nothing wrong with sitting. You actually can learn a lot of things by sitting and waiting and, and learning how the NFL works. And sometimes, you know, it does work for a guy like a paid Manning where you do start day one and you will be able to make a Hall of Fame career out of it. And some days it does not, some quarterbacks it does not work, right? So every situation is different. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see both of these teams moving forward. We talked about the NFC being very, very strong. We're going to see these teams again moving forward. Um, maybe this could be the preview of the NFC Conference Championship game. Maybe the Buccaneers-Rams. Maybe, again, Rams-Packers. The NFC is tough-ish. So it's going to be interesting what happens there. What's interesting is overreactions, and our overreaction after week three is ish. Go ahead, take that one. Teddy Bridgewater is going to lead the Denver um, Broncos to an AFC championship game, and he will be the NFL MVP. Ooh. Continue. Continue. I need you to expand on that one, sir. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has been playing. As much as I've been making fun of Teddy Bridgewater, as much as I've been calling him Teddy Two Yards, um, I got to put some respect on Teddy's name. Uh, Teddy has actually come out. He's played really well. Um, he's led that team to a 3-0 start. Um, a lot of people will say they've just been missing the quarterback. Uh, they just needed the guy to come in, play safe, and uh, you know not turn the ball over, which he has not turned the ball over. No interceptions to date. I mean, that is a very important stat to note. He has not thrown an interception yet this year. Um, he's only come out and had completion percentages of 77, 76, 76, yards of 264, 328, 235. I mean, it, it, he's only been sacked. <laughs> he has only been sacked seven times so far this year. So the guy has definitely uh, come out and played really, really well. Uh, it's just, can he sustain this? Uh, I don't know. We still have to see. They've, Like I said earlier in the show, they've had the easiest schedule to date um, in playing uh, against three 0-3 teams um, in the Giants, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. However, they are playing teams in the NFL, so you have to give him some sort of credibility here. Uh, and it is an overreaction, right? So my overreaction this week just has to be that Teddy Teddy um, Bridgewater is definitely going to uh, be the MVP for the league, and he's going to lead them to an AFC Championship game at the minimum. All right, I like it because I think you're going to like mine even more, and I might shock you, but I, I that's what I'm here for is overreaction after week three. Raiders and Rams Super Bowl. <laughs> if if the Raiders were still in L.A., it could have been, it been an all-L.A. Super Bowl in mm -hmm. L.A. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Stay with me, everyone. The reason why I bring this up is because, look, 
the Rams are kind of, I want to say they're proven, but I'm just saying we can, we can look at the Rams and say, you know what? Yeah, we, 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 we trust in them for maybe making it to the Super Bowl, right? The Raiders are still questions, right? There's still questions about them. But if we look at history, like we like to do from time to time, last time they went 3-0, 2002, they went to the Super Bowl. They are the first team at the moment because they have moved around a couple of times. First team in NFL history to go 3-0 and in three different cities. With that being said, could this be the year for the Raiders where they are able to debut this beautiful stadium and and give a gift back to Raider Nation, a Super Bowl back to Raider Nation? Could they meet up in L.A., one of their cities that they played in? And if they had that Super Bowl in L.A., could there be more Raider fans in that Super Bowl than Super Bowl, than Rams fans, right? I mean, think about it. It really could be. It could be more 60-40 Rams, I'm sorry, Raiders, than it is Rams because of the love that the Raiders have and finally getting back to the Super Bowl. So with that being said, after week three-ish, Raiders-Rams Super Bowl maybe? I like it. That's a, that's a good one. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go ahead and finish it up tonight with our last topic, and then we're going to go ahead and let everybody know what's going on with every with our Fantasy Football League and our Mr. Slain That Thing after week three-ish. I'll go, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and start this one off. I'll go ahead and start this off for the people because, again, if you know about me and you know about this show, we, we talk very highly, I think, of this, this gentleman, Mr. Lamar Jackson. And from time to time, most of the time, let's be honest-ish, he doesn't do what we want him to do when it comes to as a quarterback. And it's no knock against him. It's just what we are used to seeing, what we want to see from him. And to be honest-ish, I think he's been listening. Yes to this show. Not just ESPN. I'm talking about, just, I'm talking about this show as well. And with that being said... The reason why I had to give him the Mr. Slinny, I think, after week three. Besides winning the game in Detroit, it's the fourth quarter last minute drive to help set up the Raiders. I'm sorry, I apologize. The Ravens, I apologize, for field goal position to be able to kick a 66 game winning yard field goal kick from Justin Tucker. For Lamar to make that beautiful throw over the defender to lay it in perfectly, I thought that honestly is what I need to see more of. When I see that from Lamar, that is when everything becomes even more open for you as an offensive player. I tell people this all the time. It reminds me of LeBron. When LeBron first came in, he was a dunker, slasher, more of a physical type of guy. But once he finally established the jump shot, established that three-point jump shot, it has opened up everything even more for LeBron. It, it makes him that much more of an offensive threat, right? That's what I see with Lamar Jackson. You establish this touch throw, a nice little deep pass here. Now, you don't even throw the ball 55 yards. I'm not looking for Josh Allen. I'm just looking for consistent throws that we know that we don't have to hold our breath for and say, oh, is he? It's, ah, I saw that that last drive. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. Keep it up. And who knows? Maybe you can get another slang that thing from X Talking Ish. Ish, what you got for us? 
<sighs> I think I'm gonna shock the world with this one. But um my guy, my Mr. Slang that thing for week three, he deserved it, man. He deserved it. He went 30 for 38, 323 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Captain. Kirk Cousins. Yep. Mr. Kirk Cousins uh, of the Minnesota Vikings. Definitely my Mr. Slang that thing for week three. He only came out and definitely uh, lit the world on fire in Minnesota. First home game of the season. A game that his team desperately needed to win. They could not go to 0-3. They needed this win more than anything else. And he came out against a really good Seattle Seahawks team. Um, a team that, you know, a lot of people before this week, I think a lot of people were thinking like, hey, they actually are still in this thing in the NFC West. Now there might be some questions of whether or not they are. Um, but I definitely think that Kirk Cousins was overshadowed going into this game by Russell Wilson. Everybody was talking about how much um, Russell, how well Russell Wilson was playing, uh, how he was on fire. He and DK Metcalf um, and Tyler Lockett and how they've been, you know, connecting and for Kirk to come out and do what he did um it just speaks volumes I think he's been playing well all season uh the team's record doesn't reflect that um but he has one let me just say it like Teddy Bridgewater he has not thrown any interceptions yet this season um he's played so well and it's just being overshadowed by that team's record but yeah, for for week three, I had to, you know, take my hat off, give it to him. He's the Mr. Slaying that thing for week three. And if he can continue doing this, who knows, man. We might be talking about Kirk Cousins still being there in Minnesota next year. It is possible. Well, shout out to you, for giving our Captain America <laughs> is just due for week three. But... One thing we do know, hey, it don't matter what you're doing week three. It's matter what you're doing the third week of the pre oh, of the first season, I should say. But seriously though, shout out to uh, Kirk Cousins, and um, both, uh, we're we're going to of course get into our pickums and after our pickums and also our fans football status our standings. I want to of course let the people know about week four ish. If you don't know about week four, best believe we were going we are going to hype a week four for y'all. Because it is a treat in the NFL. If you have not seen the schedule, oh my goodness. Don't worry, we got y'all. Sit tight. All right, for our weekly pickums at the moment, tie ball game ish and X is tied at 30 to 18. So ish definitely closed that three game lead on me. I uh, picked some teams I probably shouldn't have picked, but hey, it is what it is. So. Next week ish is is on and popping zero and zero. Yeah, zero and zero. Yes, sir. Sure. All right. And the uh, fans football standings are X talking this football league on the AFC side. Colonel Flanders sent chicken three and zero. Oh. Just another title run two and one. Thanos was right two and one. Dat Man Dooley one and two. CD's nuts one and two. B Rocker zero oh and three. And on the NFC side, Club Shay Shay two and one. Kiss the baby two and one. Bishop Sycamore, 2-1. Brady Mavericks, 2-1. Joe, I'm uh, sorry, Smokey Joe, 1-2. And, and Bay Area Bully. Is being moment. bullied right now. 0-3. <laughs> so, Ish, at the moment, um, after three weeks, how do you feel about, you know, your team and how you how you feeling? 
Uh, I think we're rounding into form a little bit. We're getting where we're supposed to be. It's a a two-win win streak at the moment. Uh, Right now, we'd be in the playoffs. So uh, I'm not feeling too bad sitting at number three overall in the rankings. Um, You know, we just got to keep performing, keep doing what we're doing. Um, You know, not not being too too bad out there. Not, Not too many highs, not too many lows. Um, just keep performing, guys. You know, do at what you got to do. At the moment, the NFC and the AFC low-key looking like the NFL's NFC and AFC. Oh, so yeah, for got, sure, for sure. I mean, some, some, uh, y'all over there on the weak side of the bracket. Like, yeah, I'm going to take it. I ain't mad. I ain't mad we ain't over here uh, in a bloodbath at the moment. You ain't lying, but hey, uh, best best men win over there. The only, the only strong survive over there. For sure, for sure. All right. With that being said, like I said, it's week four. In the NFL, we're going to talk about this very briefly before we get out of here. But I want to let the people know, Ish, if you don't know about Week 4, we don't let y'all know. Because the games that are on, the, the slate that they have, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. The people that create the schedule in the NFL, there are times that they give us some, some, you know, some games that are, you know, what are you thinking? And there's some weeks that, that we that we have to thank the football gods for blessing us with these beautiful games. And this is one of those weeks. Because for week four, mainly in the second half of the slate of football games, which is that three o'clock, you know, slate. Mm-hmm. Cardinals mm-hmm. and Rams. Yep. Seattle and 49ers. Mm. Ravens and Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steelers and Packers. Yeah. That's Bra- what we and yeah. Anyways, still is the Steelers old. It's gonna be a good game still though. And of course, to finish off the Sunday night, Brady's return to Foxborough. Sunday night football, and then of course Monday night football, we have Raiders Chargers. That's a big that's one. Gonna, that's what I'm saying for both. That's teams. a big one. For I don't care teams. about that Tampa Bay New England. I actually don't see that game being close. Oh at all. no! Here's the thing though. Ish. Here's the thing though. That's that's what we will talk about on Sunday on our pre-show. Is it can go two ways, both ways. Brady gonna win. Brady, oh, yeah. the Bucks gonna win. Is it gonna be very close because Belichick is gonna implement a game plan to make sure that Brady get rushed, get off his spot, do what of course what Brady doesn't like, or Brady's gonna come in there and, t- and try to take your heart out and he's gonna put up a fifty piece, a fifty piece from Wingstop, lemon pepper half half hot. On that ass, and that's what's gonna happen. Mm. So again, we'll talk about it more Sunday morning oh, on yeah, our pregame sure. show. But at the moment, ish, I'm I am I will be glued to my couch. I will not be going anywhere at at three o'clock. Do not talk to me. Leave me alone because I'm going to enjoy my week four slate of NFL football. Yeah, I mean, said, I think oh, I think it's going to be good. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the Thursday night game. I think the Bengals have that one pretty easily. Um, there's some okay early games, but nothing too special. No, nope, my bad to cut you off. No, you said there are some early games that not to be looked at. No, two games, actually. Panthers-Cowboys, because mm-hmm. both of those teams. Yep, yep. I'm, looking, feel like I'm our, looking at that game. And yep. also Browns-Vikings. Yeah, I'm looking Look at, at that, that game. game as well too. 
Uh, I'm also looking at the Lions and the Bears. Lions Bears. Exactly. I, I want to see. I want to see how the Bears respond. Yep. Um, coming out and the Lions, they've been playing well. They they don't got the results, but they've been playing well. So I want to see what they have there. Um, also, well, never mind. I don't think Tyrod's playing. Uh, I believe. Are you going to talk about the Texas IR. game? But yeah, I want to see Bill. You want to see how they compete? The Texans compete. They've been competing. They didn't really compete against Carolina, but it's they competed the, the against Bills, the Bills. About to wash these boys. Uh, yeah, but, I but, know. But like, stop. I know. Like stop. I know. I know. I know what you're trying to do. I do. I do. But the way they disrespected hey. Washington football team, they about to do the same thing to the yeah, Texans. Yeah, at home too. Come on now. All right. Uh, All mean, right. Enjoy the little feel good. Enjoy the little feel good story after week one, Texas. It's about we, to get real ugly. Got Davis starting. Uh, it's about to get real ugly. I'm just saying. Hey, all I got to say, though, with Tyrod, that's a different team, though. That's it is. Team. You are correct. But with Tyrod Taylor. We're talking about actually, the team with Davis And that would have been right. a really big – that would have been a big storyline. Tyrod, it was already a storyline, him going back to Cleveland. It would have been another good storyline, yes, him going yes, back yes. to Buffalo. I thought about that, too. I um, thought about that, too. Yes, I thought about but, that. You know, unfortunately, he can't stay healthy. He always getting hurt. So it sucks. It sucks for a guy. We're stuck watching Davis play um, the Bills in Buffalo. And also check out check out the toilet bowl for the for the week as well too. Watch football team the Falcons. Uh, Check that out. That's gonna be. I mean, the Falcons actually beat the they did Giants, Giants, but. It's still going to be ugly. And speaking of the Giants, they play, of course, the Saints at home. That should be the Saints' first home game since, since of course, the Hurricane, Hurricane Ida. Uh, so I'm expecting the Saints to do what they usually do when they come back from Hurricanes and whoop ass. So Yeah, I'm expecting Sorry, Giants, Giants to definitely throw uh, about three, four interceptions in that game. You're definitely about to throw down about three or four pole boys as well. Like, your boy, uh, of course, Zion Williamson has been doing over the offseason because that boy is tick. All right. <laughs> With that being said, this is it for X Talking Ish for tonight. Recap of week three-ish. We will see everybody, of course, pregame show Sunday morning, yep. 10 o'clock Central, 11 o'clock Eastern. Can't wait to talk about week four-ish. I cannot wait. I'm I'm like the little kid on Christmas. I just woo. I can't wait for to see these pickums. Oh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be very interesting. See y'all on Sunday. Yeah.